a topic that may cause some concern for some. Don't forget uh, there are some services available to assist you, Lifeline being uh, the most prominent 13, 11, 14. But clinical psychologists should be employed in all Australian Defence Force bases and headquarters in an effort to address the rates of veteran suicide. This is a new preliminary report from the Interim National Commissioner for Defence and Veteran Suicide Prevention, and there are calls for reform of how defence personnel transition out of active service. Well, there are a number of recommendations to address veteran suicide rates, and they'll form the basis for a Royal Commission into the issue. Uh, Look, I think it's paramount uh, that we support our veterans. Uh, The suicide rate, Jackie Lambie and I have discussed it on the program along with others. Uh, It's a rate that we really, as a country, need to address. It's almost shameful. Andrew G, member for Calais. Good morning to you, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Marcus, and having uh, thank you very much for having me back on the show. It's my pleasure, and look, it's a major concern, um, of course, the the issue of veteran suicide. Um, I I don't quite understand it because I've never served, and 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 to be honest, no one in my direct family has ever been a, a serviceman or woman. Uh, so I can only look back in awe of these people and admire them and thank them for their service, but I don't know what they go through, Andrew. Yeah, it is very troubling, and this report shows that the rate of suicide in ex-serving males who have served since 1985 is 24% higher than that of Australian males. And so what, what it has done, it has taken the study right back to 1985. The last report dealt with 2001 to 2018. This report goes back to 1985. But what it shows is that the longer-term trend is clear. This isn't something that has just happened. No. This issue has been with Australia for generations, and the rate for um, ex-serving females is 102% higher um, than the rate in the general population. So 24% higher for males and 102% higher um, for ex-serving females. And we know through this report, and the report is, We have to acknowledge that this is um, a a very harrowing report and those figures are very concerning um, and they have caused and are causing a lot of angst in the defence and veteran community. But what they also show is where we need to be targeting support. And the report shows that you are at greater risk um, if you are medically discharged, Mm. less than five years of service, particularly less than one year of service. And for those younger uh, ADF members who are medically discharging, so for those under 30, um, the suicide rate was three times higher for ex-serving females and twice as high for ex-serving males. So that shows you that that the transition from military to civilian life and how we manage that is all important. They say clinical psychologists employed at all bases and headquarters um, is a possibility of perhaps dealing or, or certainly some kind of interaction or perhaps even a uh, just a, a circuit breaker to stop the suicides. Is that something that you would entertain? Well, we're going to go through this report with a fine-tooth comb. Um, with respect to the clinical um, psychologists, um, we've just had a fee increase 
um, for open arm psychologist um, fees. Okay. So, yep. Um, that that has meant that um, we have a lot more clinical psychologists already coming on board, mm-hmm. um, and the the net gain will be um, probably over 150 coming on board. So um, that fee increase, which was 94.3 million dollars for um, um, for uh, mental health providers, um, has meant that um, we've got a lot more clinical psychologists um, working in the field for veterans now. So that is um, really important. But we'll be going through everything with a fine-tooth cone. And look, we've already started on the work. So it's not something that we need to wait for a formal response on. Um, the, the report from Dr. Boss is hundreds of pages, but we've already yeah, got things going now. So for example, speeding up the claims processing. So look, when I first took the job just before we all went into lockdown i went up to townsville um and went uh, into one of the offices where they're processing veterans claims i stood next to them while they were doing it while they were taking calls what i want to see and what i've directed is that the whole claims processing system be overhauled from the forms and what they look like because i was originally told it was four or five questions but when you actually get in there yeah it's a lot more than that and then it goes through this massive chain some claims get diverted to different parts of Australia. It's very cumbersome. So I've got some a fresh set of eyes. I didn't want it done internally. I want um, consultants coming in, okay. and we've engaged them now to overhaul that whole system. So that process is now underway. The whole issue of the confusing veterans legislation, I mean, you need a law degree just to work out... Um, who can claim what for what yeah. period of service. It needs to be simplified is something that I've heard. Yeah, it really does. And uh, Dr. Boss, who wrote that report, that was one of the big things that she um, really wanted to see done. Now, that is, it's a big job, but um, I've started that process now. And then with the whole transition um, work, I think there's some really good work that has already been done that we didn't have just a few short years ago. So, for example, we've got transition coaches um, for veterans transitioning out. We've got specialised career support for those early leavers the most vulnerable, aged 17 to 30. Yep. Um, we've also got veteran support officers um, on bases now, which is, is a real step forward. So we've come a long way, but we have a long way to go. And what I want to do is take Dr. Boss's report. So one of the things that she says is that being in the uh, Defence Forces is a lot like being an elite sports person in sure. that you're living in this... Um, an elite environment, it's highly disciplined, mm. um, it's a very much a team environment, and if for some reason you are suddenly cast out of that environment, and it's often through it's medical adjust. injury. Hard to adjust. Yeah, like, yeah. it's hard. Like, it, you, you're suddenly out there in the world, you haven't got those support mechanisms, and what Dr. Boss was saying is that we need to start talking about transition as soon as you join the ADF. It's not something that you do on the way out the door, like, okay, you're going to be medically discharged, go and see a career coach. Yeah. It's got to be something you start thinking about once you're in there because the average career in the ADF is seven to 10 years, depending on what branch of service you're in. Yeah. And so they need to start having those conversations. And what she's saying is, well, we need a mandatory transition course, which sets out X, Y, and Z. So what I want to do is take her suggestions and her learnings and apply them to what we're doing now and get the defence team and the transition team to look at that 
and see what we can implement now. Because, you know, let's face it, it's not that hard to introduce a course and no, get people no. to... No, And look, if it, it. if it just saves one life, Andrew, uh, that's then it's worth it, absolutely. All right, good to have you on. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I know you're doing a, a lot of hard work in this space and you're only fairly new to the portfolio, but I like what I'm hearing. It's important that we slow the stem and completely eradicate the scourge of, uh, you know, our veterans, those who have served and protected our way of life. We, we need to protect them once they stop serving. And, and uh, it's, it's good and refreshing to hear the passion in your voice talking about it, Minister. So uh, well done. And uh, as you say, um, we've only just begun. We've got to make sure that the families um, and our Defence Force personnel don't have to go through this. I spoke to Karen Bird, who was the mother of Jesse Bird, who... His experience through the claims process was absolutely appalling. She said, we need to make sure that no one else goes through this. That's what the families want to see. And the last thing I just say, Marcus, before I sign off, is that if there are any Defence Force uh, personnel or veterans that need support, we've got 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week counselling available. It's it's open arms on 1800-011-046. And if you want to do it anonymously, it's safe zone support on 1-800-142-072. Even if you don't want formal counselling, if you just want to ring up and have a chat, um, please do it because just talking about this issue has uh, raised a lot of um, angst and stress and sadness and trauma for many families and many veterans. All right, mate. Just before you go, uh, your neck of the woods around Oberon, uh, again, put into another uh, snap seven-day lockdown. Uh, let's hope this is the last one, hey? Oh, it's so tough. I mean, <laughs> I've um, I've just come out of lockdown, so I'm based in Orange, sure. and uh, we came out of lockdown just a few days ago. I'm still trying to... There's been a run on barbershops and hairdressers. I can't get my <laughs> hair cut. Uh, but poor old Oberon uh, had a couple of cases. I think someone had been into Sydney um, a yep. few times from what, and what, what I could gather. And anyway, so it's, it seems to have cut loose there, but... Uh, the good thing, the, the positive thing, I suppose, out of all of this whole COVID nightmare mm. is that our vaccination rates out here are um, really top of the charts. And we've had the Australian good. Defence Force out here doing the clinics. Mm-hmm. And so everyone is well over 80% first dose, some are over 90%, and the community's been right behind it. So once we do emerge on October the 11th, um, the positive news is that I think our communities out west I mean, the Central West are in a good position to deal with it, but yeah. we've just got to keep the the vax, uh, the vax rates rolling. We've got the ADF coming up to Oberon next Tuesday. Wonderful. And we've also got an ADF drive-in clinic uh, happening, Marcus. Okay. Where, where else would you have a drive-through clinic, um, <laughs> a vaccination clinic in Bathurst, but Mount Panorama in Pit oh, Lane? Of course. Pit so Lane. Sounds good. Sydney people, you can't <laughs> come out. We don't need you coming out and sightseeing uh, right. at Mount Panorama, but local people can come out. And they'll drive through pit lane. You can have a car of four, uh, full of four people and you can get vaccinated in pit lane with no appointment. So there Love you go. That. That's the ADF. Love their work. No, that's good. Uh, that will certainly get people involved and interested. All right, Minister, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Marcus. All Bye. right. A really important conversation, obviously, on veterans' affairs, veterans' suicides, uh, open arms, those numbers, one 800 one 46
please, if you want to be anonymous and just talk to somebody, 1-800-142-072. If you're a veteran, as the Minister for Defence Personnel and Minister for Veterans Affairs, Andrew G, has just told us on the program,